As the end of 1973 approached, people around the world turned their eyes to the sky. For months, they'd been eagerly awaiting the comet of the century, which was supposed to be bright enough to be seen even in full daylight. The coming comet, Kahutek, spawned nonstop news coverage, exclusive stargazing parties, and merchandise. It seemed everyone was trying to capitalize on the once-in-a-lifetime event. For most, the spectacle just amounted to fun novelty or a quick money-making opportunity. But for David Berg, founder of The Family International, the comet heralded the end of days. According to him, the astral anomaly was just one of the many signs that the rapture would soon come. He urged his followers to retreat to underground bunkers and prepare for an end, which never came. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson, and this is Cults, a ParCast original. This is the 17th episode in our daily series on the strange prophecies made by different cults and their leaders. Throughout this month, we're taking a daily look at the myriad of apocalyptic predictions to try and uncover what makes these revelations so appealing. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Polson. Hi, everyone. Today, we're discussing David Berg and the Family International. Over the years, Berg predicted the end of the world would come on several occasions. Each time, he used his false prophecies to draw more people into his extremist organization which many have alleged was abusive and manipulative. David Berg made his first apocalyptic prediction in 1973. Five years earlier, he'd founded his cult in California. From the beginning, the group emphasized an anti-authority, counterculture philosophy and urged initiates to distrust the system and those who didn't belong to the organization. To isolate his followers, Berg instructed them to establish communes and encouraged them to seclude themselves from the outside world. By 1973, it was claimed that there were over 100 such communities spanning multiple countries. Berg didn't have much personal contact with his followers, reaching them instead via an endless series of newsletters. That year, he published a dramatic prophecy to coincide with the famed Comet of the Century. Initially, scientists believed the comet Kahutek would be a spectacular astral event, dazzling the skies for months beginning in late 1973. Berg seized on the hype, claiming that the comet signaled an Armageddon, which would begin in January of 1974. He claimed that the comet would bring famine, plague, earthquakes, and more. He wrote, a war in 1974 involving America will slaughter half the population of the Soviet Union, which will then be occupied and reorganized by the Chinese until 1992. 
But as the end of 1973 neared, Berg and the rest of the world were largely disappointed. The comet Kahootek appeared nearly 100 times dimmer than the predictions, likely because much of it melted as it neared the sun. Needless to say, Berg's predictions about the apocalypse didn't age well either. Though some of his followers had gone to considerable expense to prepare for the calamity, he never offered to make it up to them. Instead, he continued writing his letters and carrying out church business, often without acknowledging his false prophecies. The failure did seem to rein in his apocalyptic rhetoric for a short time, however. His cult, still largely isolated from the rest of society, discouraged criticism of the leader, and Berg managed to hold on to most of his members after 1974. But it seemed Berg couldn't help himself for long. In 1980, he claimed that yet another apocalypse was on its way. This time, he believed a nuclear holocaust would annihilate the planet. Once again, he advised his acolytes to stock up on supplies and urged them not to stop tithing to his church, even as the world ended. He wrote, if the bombs start falling, stay inside until the fallout clears. It may take a week or two, so don't drink open water until it's safe. But if there is a break in transmission, keep sending your gifts to keep us going if you can. This time, Berg covered his tracks by claiming that he couldn't be held accountable if his predictions failed. According to him, the claims he made were straight from God. So if they didn't come to pass, it was only because the human mind could not possibly comprehend the complexity of God's plan. It was a jumbled justification that required his followers to perform considerable mental gymnastics. But by then, many had been a part of the group for over a decade. They were so used to taking his word at face value that they were willing to explain away inconsistencies. Still, Berg wasn't able to keep an iron grip on the family forever. After the group was rocked by other controversies, including multiple credible accusations of child and sexual abuse in the mid-80s, membership gradually diminished. When Berg died in 1994, the organization was a shadow of its former self, though it still retained its most ardent followers. Today, the family is still active and is currently run by Berg's second wife, Karen Zerby. There haven't been any widely publicized apocalyptic predictions by the group since Berg's death. It seems that much like the comet, the family couldn't shine so brightly after being exposed to daylight. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to examine the predictions of another cult. You can catch our other episodes of Cults for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.